And we back. And we back. And we back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. My name is David Rivero. You can find me at D underscore River underscore O on Twitter. It's your boy Maverick. I'm back. You can find me at Twitter on at Heartbreak two underscores kid. At Twitter on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's how it works. I'm Aaron. We're back. Well, I was never gone. Y'all had a nice, awkward week of me. Yeah, you got to <laughs> give everybody that sweet voice for one extra week. I know. Y'all loved it. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks to all the fans. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. I am concussed and sweaty. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complaints. Speaking of concussions, we have someone who was involved in that incident as our guest this week. Yes. I My am attacker. Con- I am the concusser. <laughs> Hello. I'm Michael Coe. You can find me on Twitter at Michael Coe 1995. So how did it feel to throw hands with Colby? <laughs> uh, I felt really bad. He seemed really sad about missing the game. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Just to clarify, I didn't actually throw hands. It's just a basketball. We were, I threw a ball. It was a basketball to the face. <laughs> all of us in the room were playing some basketball. I was, make, I was making a good basketball play, yeah. okay? Save so the hustle ball from going play. out of bounds. It was a hustle play. It was a yeah. hustle play. Are you related to Michael Co. 95? Yes. Um, we don't talk about how Michael Co. 95 ended. <laughs> well, okay, I will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I'm going to take my jersey off. I'm really am. I'm actually sweating. <laughs> Twitter locked me out and they had the wrong phone number so I had to make a whole new account so oh. yeah I thought that was going to be like some crazy intimate story oh no <laughs> no no I was just he was taken over by a Russian hacker <laughs> that's right that's right or how you're not the real Michael Coe yeah. Sergei he's Coe actually I... Kevin Durant <laughs> oh my god we found him <laughs> everyone on Twitter who's not you is Kevin Durant <laughs> <laughs> what was last week's trivia question so two weeks ago's trivia question my bad I'm concussed you're good. <laughs> Two weeks ago's trivia question. Roy Williams is the sixth high school, not high school, oh, God. Roy Williams is the sixth college basketball coach, sorry, to win, to win three national championships. Who are the other five? The correct answers are John Wooden, Adolph Rupp, Bobby Knight, Mike Krzyzewski, and Jim Calhoun. Mm-hmm. And... The person who answered it right is sitting to my right, Michael Coe, at Michael Coe 1995. So, for the first time on this podcast, I will give a live handshake for getting the question right. On this audio podcast. (laughs) Wait, hold it. Hold it. Congratulations, sir. Hold it. There we go. That'll work. That was was a special moment. Mm -hmm. You said it would be easy money for some people. So, yeah. Great. All right. You're welcome. So, there was a football game yesterday. There was one, yeah. Everybody yeah. hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or should I change that to everybody's hurt? <laughs> Yikes. Oh, my God. Ouch. <laughs> um, does anybody have to score on hand? 24-19. It was 24-19. It was 24-19, just in case anyone the U did it again. took the W. <laughs> Do they have any other way to win? Miami? Besides barely? No. Uh, Miami just always plays down to the competition, but they're also not a top 10 team, in my humble opinion. The U is back. Stop. <laughs> okay. You know that Virginia Tech's going to destroy them. You know I, who is back? I think that they are the definition of a fraudulent team. 100%. Do you know who is back? Notre Dame. Thanks to them for beating down the pack, because I need some kind of, like, 
release from <laughs> UNC football. Hey. Um, four of their seven wins have been one possession. Is Miami? Miami. Yeah. And some of them to not so good teams. Yeah, the fact that they went down to the wire. The fact that they went down to the wire with Florida State looks even worse. I mean, listen, we had a legitimate we had a legitimate chance to beat them. It's just kind of we did. It's just kind of sad that defense played their tookuses off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I haven't heard that from anyone under sixty. (laughs) Tookus. They're bohunkus. They played a really great game on defense. Um, And you know what? I had little faith. When Nathan Elliott stepped onto that football field. But you know what? He did a lot better than I thought he was going to be. It still wasn't great. I felt really bad for Jordan Brown after the, after the game. Because you could see how despondent yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. His teammates were trying to console him. And he was just, yeah. he was really, really bummed. Yeah. Our boy Manny Miles got some playing time. Yeah, he did. He had that nice fake field goal for five yards on fourth, fourth and uh, 18. I don't know if y'all could see, but I think... He had a man open down the field. Yeah, I would have scored. That was wide open. Yeah, Yeah. he would have scored. Hey, thrown it to him. So, but it's really hard to to overcome three interceptions and a fumble. You know, a fumble in the last possession. But I mean, (laughs) you know, Nathan Elliott did a good job coming out there. I mean, I understand why Chaz didn't come back into the game. And honestly, he looked like he ran better than Chaz. Honestly. Oh, I said from the spring game that um, Nathan Elliott was the fastest quarterback that we had. And it's not even just like speed, just like he just decision looks the making. most confident, like decision making. But also that might be a product of you know Chaz has been getting rocked all season, so he's probably a little more hesitant to run. But you know, I thought he looked good. He moved the offense. That was probably our best offensive output since ODU. Probably. I don't know if y'all could tell from the stands, but on TV he looked gassed. Who uh, Nathan, Nathan Elliott? Really? Yeah. No, I couldn't tell I, at all. He was he was putting it all out there every single play. I mean, I mean he him. had to make a statement. I mean, it, yeah. it, I mean, Brandon wasn't on their injury report, and then it was a game time decision to put, keep him out. I mean, he, it just it was, it was a very lucky break because then Chad's had to leave and Nathan had to come in, but then he immediately produced, and so he was able to stay in for the rest of the game. So he had to make a statement of sorts. So I, f- I think he did put he gave it everything he got, and I really respected that. Um, QB five went two for three. Oh man, you're at Luke Williams, <laughs> and he missed he missed uh, Nathan once. I just I just couldn't believe we ran the same gadget play twice, three times, ga- three times. <laughs> it almost worked both all all the times. I feel like I feel like it almost yeah. worked every time. But um, they never see the wide receiver pass coming the third time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just upset with Anthony Ratliff Williams on that one interception that we had. He gave up on the play after running five yards, and if he had gone all out on the play, he the interception was a ball that was technically overthrown, overthrowing him by five yards, but it's because he stopped running five yards into the play, and if he kept running, he would have been at that spot. Mm-hmm. And it's things like that that determine whether or not you lose a one-possession game. Also, that pass interference call on the interception we had. That just killed. I thought it was tips. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. They replayed it on TV. It wasn't. Yeah. It was just that poorly thrown. Yeah. I will say this about Nathan. I was very impressed. One thing that stood out to me, at least in relation to Chaz, was his pocket presence. Like he knew when to just take take the sack and not force a you know two handed over the head throw. He knew when he throw had back. to scramble and he knew when to just throw it away. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think that's just 
that just comes with being in the system for how, however many years he's been. I think he is a junior. So he's a he, junior. He has probably one right, more year. sophomore. Yeah. It's his third year in the system. So, I mean, he studied under Mitch and Quees, so I think that you could really tell the difference between him and Chaz in that regard. It's also, how did we end up with two lefty quarterbacks on this team? Lefty you. <laughs> um, uh, what else from this game? Bo Corrales. Oh, man. Was showing out. His routes were, as Colby puts it, crispy. <laughs> Had some crispy routes. Two TDs. One of them was crazy. Yeah. Actually, I feel like both of them were crazy. Mm-hmm. They were both pretty good. Yeah. Helicoptered uh, he, in one. Yeah, he helicoptered in one, and then one of the the other one he just snagged it out of their top. I feel like I think it was their, it was wasn't it Redwine? I feel like it was him because he, he had that amazing last name. <laughs> he lost two separate people. I yeah. just know that. I just want to know if Redwine from Miami knows Martini from Notre Dame. Uh-huh. I, cousins. I just discovered that Michael Jackson is still alive and he's playing for the U. Yeah. Like who knew? Mm-hmm. Also, Michael Irvin. Junior, <laughs> junior, yeah, he's for the U. When they said on the telecast, uh, Michael Irvin with the reception, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we're losing. <laughs> Which U are we playing? I I thought there was considerable improvement on the offensive line as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, from yes. the Virginia Tech game. Uh, I mean, it. Not only did Nathan Elliott have a great pocket presence, he had a pocket to be able to read plays and make better throws. Uh, than Chaz had against Virginia Tech. And uh, so it starts there. When you, you give a quarterback the opportunity to make their reads and make passes, it's, there's ultimately going to be better plays and more offense than if the offensive line just breaks down every time. Uh, now, Colby, you were watching on TV. I noticed they took Rozier, uh, Miami's quarterback, out for a couple plays. What, what, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> no, he, he looked fine. He looked ready to go. Um, it showed him on the sideline, like with, like trying to figure out the headset, trying to get the headset on. So I was wondering if he was, like, out for the game, like just getting coached from the sidelines. Yeah. But uh, two drives later, they put him back in. I don't know what that what was up with. Somewhere, that. Dan Levitard was pumping his fist. <laughs> they did. Um, they did say that um, Chad Surratt was good to come back, um, but. Um, Fedora was feeling how the offense was going with um, Nathan Elliott. So was I. I thought it was the right decision, honestly. I would have liked to see Chad Surratt come back in the game. I understand that, but also just how the game was going. You know, this is before the the ton of red uh, – what is it? The, before he had, like, th- what, three interceptions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, he was playing well up until that point. He was move- – I mean, the offense was moving, and I was, like, so surprised by that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else we can talk about. The The fact that we didn't go for – I mean, I like the fact that we did go for it on fourth and goal um, mm-hmm. on that first drive because mm-hmm. our offense is kind of anemic as it is. At least before that moment, we were like, okay, we need to capitalize on this. We have nothing to lose. Yeah, so – But a touchdown would have been very convenient. Yeah, it would have. Um, and then that fake, uh, that fake field goal just kind of <laughs> – that's a Madden play call. No, why not? The world <laughs> like, hey, at, this, at this point in the season, why not? I think Fedora won me back over these past couple of weeks because since he's since he's taken control of the play calling, our offense has looked so much better than it has the past year and a half before that. I think it's looked better. I'm not gonna say it's good. I mean, I was at VT. I'm not gonna say anything is good. <laughs> so 
I'm just saying this sets up really well for the next couple years because all the guys who wouldn't have gotten reps are getting reps. Yeah. So I think we could be solid the next two years. I truly believe that. I don't know about solid. We'll be decent. <laughs> I think we'll be solid. Um, so the Heels lose to Miami 24 to 19. Um, on Tuesday, ESPN is milking the college football playoff rankings. Um, How long is the show this year? Five hours? Approximately. <laughs> um, so who do y'all think is going to be the top four? I am currently pulling up the AP um, top. I'll go with the top Are we saying seven. the top who we think we're going to be is going to be it's going to be this week or in this, the playoff this week. Um, if the playoff was this week, who would we pick? Oh, okay. well, no, that, that, those, are those are two very two different, different things because this oh, week yeah. means so this we week mean, who do we think this week means who are the top four teams this week? But who makes the playoff means who makes the playoff because I do think that Alabama and Georgia are two of the hey, top four teams in the spoiler country. Spoiler alert. We haven't started yet, Colby. Okay, so the top five teams in the country, I'll go from there, are Notre Dame at five going down. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. I think that this week the top four will look, for the college football playoff, will look pretty similar, if not exactly the same. Maybe Georgia is at three instead of two. They, for some reason, got two first-place votes. The AP poll, I think people just hate Bama that much that they gave <laughs> Georgia two first place votes. But um, that's what it's looking like so far. Yeah, I would agree. If we're going by what they're going to release this next week, I would say then, yeah. Even though Wisconsin doesn't really have a great win, they're still undefeated, I guess. But in the I'd, Big Ten. In the Big Ten, yeah. But I just don't feel like they're – I don't think they're a playoff team. They don't have a really good win yet. Um, they do play Michigan, but also Michigan is out of the top 25. And that's a home game. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it'll be Alabama, Georgia at two. I think Georgia is legitimately the second best team in the nation. I think they'll be there for the playoffs uh, come the end of the year. They really got screwed over by their schedule. <clears throat> like, they just – they aren't playing any – the rest of the way they have Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, and Minnesota. You're talking about Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying that, like, they don't have any good – Their strength of schedule is what's going to – If they lose down. if they lose any of those games, they're out. Yeah. Because you can't make that up. Whereas I see Georgia going all the way to the SEC title game undefeated, losing to Alabama, and still getting into the playoff because you're losing to Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any way Notre Dame gets in? Yes. 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 I would put Notre Dame at number four right now, actually. I was actually <laughs> going to say that, yeah. I don't think they're going to put them at – because they have that one loss in Wisconsin. So I, like, think, no, I think they need help, but they need help to get in, but it's very realistic because for Notre Dame to get in – I think that right now, Alabama, Georgia are, unless either of them loses one game and and then loses again in the SEC championship, they're both locks for the playoff. I think that if Ohio State wins out, then they're most likely in. I agree with you. I think they will be in. I think, I guess they should be in, but they don't look as dominant as they have in years past. You talking about Ohio in State? the fourth yeah. quarter, they looked like I don't know a man, really like, good team this Penn week against Penn State because Penn State's no joke, and they did come back to beat them. And whether that Saquon was Saquon Barkley was our only hope, Saquon Barkley for Heisman. <laughs> Maybe he was your only hope. <laughs> you know, is there any possibility that Penn State climbs back into it? I don't know. I, don't I mean, so. given last year, they're now in prime position to make the playoff. Oh my! Are you are you upset about that? No, I'm 
<laughs> I'm happy that Ohio State made it last year. I'm just making a joke. They're only. But I. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. I think that if Ohio State wins out at this point, there's no real way that they don't make the playoff. I agree. I and agree. I I think that they're they can very realistically win out. They play home for Michigan State, which isn't going to be an easy game. But Michigan State isn't amazing this year. Mm-hmm. Home for for Illinois, they should kill them. And at Michigan, which is always a hard game. Yeah. But no. Michigan is not as good this year as they were last year. And oh, then you have sorry. against probably Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. Could Clemson somehow make it the fourth yes. spot? I, I was, think I if, they, absolutely. if they win out and win the absolutely. ACC that, Championship, I think they're They're in. the only team that I think can make it over Notre Dame. Clemson is the ACC's only hope at this point. Oh, they're very much so. Because I think we've all agreed that Miami is fraudulent. Mm. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and we would be saying that it would probably it would be like either between like what Notre Dame and Clemson for the fourth spot. I just don't mm. think Wisconsin. I think the way that the committee is going to look at it is they're going to look at who's trending upward, and I think it's really hard to say that Wisconsin is going to be trending yeah. upward with the rest of their now, schedule. If Virginia Tech wins out and beats Clemson in the ACC championship <sighs> game, yes. are they in? Yes, absolutely. I don't know if that's abs- I don't know if it's an absolutely, but they would make a very interesting case. But just like looking at the case of Notre Dame versus Wisconsin, Wisconsin's schedule is incredibly weak. Big Ten West is one of the worst divisions in Power Five. There and go finish. and Notre Dame has the uh, has the hashtag quality loss. They have the highest quality loss of any team in the top five. They lost to Georgia at number two in a relatively yeah. close game. Yeah, but if. Virginia Tech gets the ACC championship game and beats Clemson, they would be avenging their one loss, which I think puts them in over, over Clemson. So you're, so you're saying an 11-1 Notre Dame versus 12-1 Virginia Tech? I think Virginia Tech gets in because would, they would have beaten yeah. the, their one loss. I agree. If if we know anything, it's like the committee loves conference, championships game, ch- conference championship games yeah. at Big 12. So <laughs> I, think, I think they'd be hard-pressed to find a reason to not put the Hokies in there. Football. <laughs> Anything else in the college football playoff before we move on? I will say this. Uh, sleeper pick for me is Oklahoma because they beat Ohio State fairly handily, and their one loss is looking better and better with each week in Iowa State, who uh, just beat number four TCU this past week. So I think Oklahoma still has a bone to pick. Um, if they beat if they yeah if they beat Oklahoma State and TCU I would say that they I mean if they went out they would have had to beat Oklahoma State TCU and West Virginia is not bad no they're not so it's just they're in the Big Twelve and the committee does not like the Big Twelve which yeah. I really don't like these next two weeks are going to determine Oklahoma's rest of the season because they play at Oklahoma State and home for TCU neither of which is an easy game. Nope. I, I think they can do it, though. I do love Baker Mayfield solely for the fact that he tried to plant a flag in a turf field. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield is my hero. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I think that we can all agree that the Pac-12 is all but eliminated. Oh, yeah. This oh, yeah. season. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once Washington and Wazoo lost, it was over. Yep. Oregon's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let it die. All right, so basketball had an exhibition game on Friday. Thank God it's they basketball did. season. Who looked good? Yeah, Brandon Huffman Brandon. is a man. Thirteen minutes, he had six boards. I believe I believe it was six boards, seven assists, and five blocks. And all of those blocks were, they were big a boy. back in your face. <laughs> they were huge yeah, blocks, ridiculous blocks. Um, he looks like 
a significantly more mature ball player than a freshman. I think he's a, a Joel James type. That's what I originally thought when I saw him. He well, got them rock hands at times too, so it's very much like Joel James. Well, like when they they mentioned it on the, I was watching the um, the game cast or not the game cast, the broadcast on um, Watch ESPN. Shout out to Turner. Um, he would. They were talking about how he was like a, a Joel James player or Joel James player, mm-hmm. but but he was like a he's a little bit more skilled than he is. I feel like, and especially where he is now, I feel like he could be better than Joel James. Like after he develops for a season or two, and then he could turn into a starter. Who knows? He did exactly what I wanted him to do, which is be big. Yeah. Um, and he was very big against a smaller team, and that's what he's going to have to be this year. Against bigger teams and when it yeah. actually counts. I think that some of the bigs weren't ready for college strength. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the ball ripped away from them a couple times, and I think it shocked them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Barton College, are what, a D2 team, but they're 21, 22 years old. Like, they aren't playing against kids anymore. Yeah. And I think that's something that they'll learn with time. Like, they can't just simply be stronger like they were in high school. Mm-hmm. Now, Garrison Brooks looks like he's going to be a good one, in my opinion. I mean, he had a couple moments where he made some really nice moves around the basket, so he looks the 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 most fundamentally sound of the three freshman big men, in my opinion. And even though Brandon plays more aggressively, I feel like Garrison is the safer choice to start at the five spot right now. I was surprised Sterling Manley got as much time as he did. And he, yeah, I think he did fine, really. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be the putback guy, it seems like. Yeah, he shot three for four. He, his free throw shot looks silky, Her- honestly. Our Hercules guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, no, he's Kobe. Sterling's Kobe. Yeah, Sterling Manley has the uh, Tony Bradley free throw mm-hmm. stroke. I couldn't hear. So for those of you who don't know, in the band, um, last year, who was it last year? It was Tony. That was Kobe. Um, he had the flattest <laughs> free throw arc I've ever seen. Um, so whenever he shot, we say a very high pitch Kobe. <laughs> so I think we have our new Kobe person, mm-hmm. which is great. Other stats, Luke May had 18 points, 11 rebounds. My seven, boy. Seven for eight yep. shooting. Uh, he missed that dunk, though. He did miss that dunk, <laughs> but oh, that's okay. That was bad. He jumped way too far away from the basket, and I think he underestimated that jump. But it's I'm, okay. He's going to be fine. I'm waiting for seventh to put someone on a mixtape. It's coming. I can feel it. He, can feel he, it. Still, <laughs> he still attacked more, and I yes, really appreciate he, it. He I looks like, like he's a lot more works. confident this year. Yes. I really think that seventh could be a defensive game changer just because he plays lockdown. But he just can't finish around the rim. Even against a D2 school, he can't finish. Like, I don't understand. This kid could, literally can put anybody on a mixtape, and he just – can't finish around the room. I think it's coming. I think he's like on the precipice. Once he builds more confidence, I think you could see that from him. I just think Jalik Felton looked objectively better than he did, especially because Jalik had seven assists. I think that Jalik's already a better player than him, though, so I don't know if it's that's a fair comparison. Like Roy, Roy, whoa, that was a really loud. Roy said, <laughs> Roy said at the ACC media day that Jalik might be the most talented player on the team. That's over Joel Berry, Theo Pinson. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a pretty bold statement to <laughs> Even, say. I mean, and, he, I mean, he looked the part. Yeah. He yes. made some incredible moves. He made some really flashy passy, passes. There were several times where he got fouled, and he made some very beautiful moves around the rim where I, he almost scored. I'm uh, really excited to see him develop. Yeah. He's long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, one thing I will say, uh, just to be negative for a second, that I was kind of disappointed in was um, Cameron Johnson was only one for six from three-point land, and we were sort of counting on him to be, able to be the silky smooth shooter. So that was a, that was just a little concerning. Hopefully it was just, just one of those days, but I hope he can be that knockdown Wayne Ellington type. Everyone on the team was bad, though. So, I mean, I, I think it could have just been a bad night because we shot somewhere around 20% from three, and it was getting steadily worse throughout all of the second half. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll come for him. <clears throat> I mean, if we think of back back to when uh, Justin Jackson was here, he had some nights where he just he couldn't <laughs> hit anything, honestly. Um and we still survived, so I feel like he'll his shot will come. Um, he's just getting comfortable in the system and in and uh, playing with these teammates. He, I mean, he had open shots. He just needs to knock them down. He'll be all right. I chalk it up to just the nervousness and getting the jitters out for the entire team. Garrison Brooks bricked both of his free throws at the beginning of the game. Uh, Roy called him over during the timeout. It was like, were you a little nervous when you're taking those? And he said he was. So I think the team is really just getting the jitters out, like playing in front of actual like a, a huge crowd like that. Huge crowd. And huge crowd. Well, there there and was yeah, like that's a strong statement. But still, compared to a high school people. gym, it's still more. And and for someone like Cam, this whole summer he's been touted as the new shooter for the team. And so maybe he let that get to him for this exhibition match. But I think he's going to come into his own. So if I may pull the table. Um, who would you want to see starting against Northern Iowa? What would you want the starting five to be? Who do I want to see starting? Who do you want to see starting? <laughs> or who do you think? Versus what do you, who do you want know. to see starting versus what do you think I'll, it will actually be? I'm going to backtrack real quick because there's one player that we haven't talked about yet that I think needs to be mentioned. Kenny That's, Williams oh, has put on a lot of muscle. I thought you were going to yes. say Theo because we didn't talk about Theo either. Well, Theo's Theo. We you know, know what we, Theo had you know, 14 points, you know and the, that's, that's what I want from Theo. Death really. taxes you know, and Theo Pinson. You know, <laughs> Theo attacked the basket, and he looked great. You know Theo, but Kenny Williams, he looks like he grew up. Mm-hmm. He has a lot more weight on him this year, and I think that's going to be really big for him. Still, one he's been getting, he again was getting some big man rebounds, mm-hmm. Re- rebounds like on the defensive side. Offensively, he's he, I think he still needs to contribute a lot more than he has, uh, both at late night and in the exhibition. Uh, depending on the starting lineup situation, hopefully he can get that. But that's really where he still needs to improve a lot. He'll get the minutes. Yeah. I was just really happy to see him out there because there was that article that came out that said that where Kenny said it was the worst time in his life when he was injured. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. just didn't know what to do. So I was just really happy for him. Um, he looked like uh, he missed being out there a lot. Can I say my starting five now? Yes, you can. Okay. I'm going to start from five. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, Garrison Brooks, Luke May, Cameron Johnson, Kenny Williams, Theo Pinson. <laughs> you went oh, with man. Theo at the one. Theo at the one. Cooking with sauce. <laughs> I, I, he's so, the best distributor on the team, the best playmaker on the team. Put him at the one. Make, let him make plays. I would love to see. Yeah, okay, so Garrison Brooks, Luke May, Cam Johnson, Jalik Felton, Theo Pinson. I would love to see that. I am intrigued. Because okay. you could have Jalik. You basically have two point guards out there with Theo and... Jalik and Jalik is a better offense. I, I mean, in my opinion, I think he'll be a, a really good offense. They did weapon. that a couple times yeah. um, during the exhibition game. I thought he went fine. That's what you, I, ha- you have a guy that could put seven assists in, you know, in <laughs> Jalik, and then Theo could throw 20 million assists. <laughs> I've got that same starting lineup, but I think that Jalik's going to start at the one and Theo at the two. Oh, yeah. This is just what I, I want to see. <laughs> well, yeah, but 
I mean, I think that it's clear that they're going to want Jolie taking the ball up I think and so, running I, the offense. But Theo is someone who can be a point person on offense because he's such a good distributor and he can do – if he's shooting the ball okay, he can do everything. I think that seventh will get the start, kind of like how Nate Britt started at the beginning of last season over Kenny, even though Kenny was kind of objectively better, um, just out of the fact that he's more of a known – like. Like, you know what you're going to get with him. I just think that Jalik deserves to start over him because I just think he's just overall more talented than he is. And he fits the what he, he fits what we need better than Seven does right now. Yeah. I would say Garrison at the five, Luke at the four, Cam at the three, Theo at the two, Jalik at the one. I would like to see Brandon Huffman get the start, but I'm just trying to be realistic. So I would go Garrison, five, Luke May, four, uh, Cameron at the three, and then Theo and Jalik with Seventh Woods sort of slipping into that Nate Britt role as like the backup point guard. Doesn't start that much, but provides quality minutes off the bench. I mean, he's already wearing number zero. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs the shirt. I feel, I feel bad comparing Nate Britt to Seventh Woods because Seventh Woods has so much potential. Like, he could be so much better. I just really would love to see him not get his, you know, crap blocked every time he got I will not rim. take any Nate Britt slander on here <laughs> I slandered him a lot last season on Twitter I know <laughs> I saw I was also in the Nate Britt hate camp not that I hated him I loved everyone on last year's team but he was my least favorite just because I got so frustrated with him offensively did you know he switched hands what? What? Yeah. He's amphibious. I, I can't believe this. Yeah. Did you know that? Am, did you say amphibious? <laughs> yeah. You Do you know J.P. Tokido is like... left, he can go right. Yeah. Do you know J.P. Tokido is an athlete? Like, just an insane athlete. Oh, my God. Kennedy lost some weight once. My goodness. He lost one weight. Can you imagine how good this team would be with P.J. Hairston? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Roll so. back. Obviously, in our starting lineup, you could see that we were leaving out um, one Mr. Joel Berry. Um, well, yeah, he's hurt. Joel <laughs> caught those sticks from Theo Pinson. <laughs> this is my favorite sticks. sports story. Theo, Which, was sh- Theo was showing him the real best team in the NBA. <laughs> we're not going to go there. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, Joel was upset. How was that loss to the Nets? <laughs> it's like the second week of the season. <laughs> we will it's get the, there. It's the Nets. We will get there. All right. Moral victory season. <laughs> uh, Joel broke his hand after losing a game of 2K and punching a door. Um, I get it. Mor- <laughs> moral Same. of the story, just throw the controller next time. Or if you're going to punch something, do it with drywall. Learn from Andy Bernard. <laughs> yeah. Um, which leads us to our first question. Um, Twitter question. Wait, wait, wait. One, one last thing. I wanted to say on Twitter, uh, somebody tweeted: uh, Two Pittsburgh football players face charges after a parent Madden video game dispute. 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 I love that movie. Uh, and then Joel Berry quoted it with the like questioning the emoji, like the thinking emoji, and I just found that hilarious. <laughs> Which leads us to our first Twitter question from at Carlo B underscore twenty two. What is the maddest you've ever been at a video game? I have mine ready. I'm just trying to imagine Joel and Theo getting into a, a, <laughs> such a big fight that it requires criminal charge. With a, mani- <laughs> with a manager there. <laughs> the maddest I've ever been at a video game was during Modern Warfare 3. Oh, my God. Um, play, 
pretty much anything on that game was a nightmare. I hate Modern Warfare 3 with a passion. I have a crack in my PlayStation 3 controller that's like two inches big from me repeatedly slamming my controller against the ground every time I somehow died in the worst way. So my maddest I think I've ever been would be Modern Warfare 3. I was trying to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the first one, uh, like Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. Mile High Club. Yeah, I was that was one of them, but I was yeah, I was trying to beat the whole game on. Um, is it a veteran? I think so. Yes, yeah, so on the hardest difficulty because there's an achievement that you can get by doing that, and I was getting so frustrated. It's that's what it was. It was Mile High Club because I could not get past the first like twenty seconds, and so I just chucked my controller at the wall and it broke. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Mile High Club is a level where you have to fight your way through an airplane. Yeah. Um, With people just tossing grenades and <laughs> flashbangs and shooting like out of nowhere. and It's the worst. It's, it's actually the worst. Uh, not Modern Warfare 3, but Call of Duty Black Ops would have to be mine. Oh, I love Black Ops. But, but not playing like regular online multiplayer, but playing quick scoping uh, mm. with my good friends in a private match. Just because my, all my friends were a lot better at me quizcoping than I was, and it would just frustrate me a lot. I'd jump out of a window and get shot in midair, and it'd frustrate the crap out of me. I could not quickscope in Black Ops, so I could drag scope. I could drag scope with anybody. I cannot. It's impossible to quickscope in that game. I can't wait for I, I can show you how to do that. I can't wait for World War II. Because I World at War was one of wait, my favorite games. Wait, do you have an games. Xbox? I have PS4 and an Xbox One. Quotes out of context, I can't wait for World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to squad up? Can we? <laughs> I'll be in touch, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mine is not Call of Duty to be the combo breaker, but um, this was back in like seventh grade. I still remember this like it was yesterday. I was playing my friend... Um, Aaron, shout out Aaron at the Parles on Twitter. Um, in NCAA football 07, I believe, um, or some, something around that time. And he was Wofford and I was App State. And we were in like, <laughs> we were in like. Why would you do that to yourself? Because we're from Boone, okay? Like, those are the teams we know. Those are the teams we know, man. You know, Wofford <laughs> and App Boone. State. Wofford is like the rivalry, okay? <laughs> anyway, so we're playing NCAA football 07. I'm down by, I think, a touchdown, and we're in triple overtime. And I drop back to pass, and this is, this is on fourth down, and he sacks me, and I got so mad. I, like, threw the controller down, and I'm just yelling, why, re- why did you hit me? You weren't supposed to hit me. I was supposed to throw a touchdown on, <laughs> on this play. And and I was like, Michael, that's how you play football. And I was like, I don't care. And I was like, I was like so mad. I was like raging around the room. Like you were shooketh. I was I was shooketh, and um, but I got him back the next game. Next game we played into like six overtimes, and I won. So yeah, that would be my story. I've been trying to think of mine because I don't know. I don't really get that angry at video games. I feel like I don't. Well, no, I do get that angry in general, just only at very specific things. Um, but last year, once I was playing my roommate Scott in NCAA football. Shout out to you, Scott, if you're listening. Uh, and if you don't know, I am like really, 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 really good at NCAA football 14 on Xbox 360. I have my own custom playbook that I've memorized. <coughs> 
and I am going of course for the, you do. I am going for the undefeated <laughs> season this year. And I was beating Scott like the whole game. He had mounted a small comeback. And in general, if you don't score once against me, then the game's over because I score almost every time on offense just because I know the off- how the offense of the game works well enough. And he mounted a comeback and got up against me. He got up, I think, three points. No, he, yeah, he got up three points against me. And then I went down and scored a touchdown. I stopped him. Or no, he scored a field goal to tie it up. And then I went down. As time was expiring, I threw a, touch, I threw a touchdown. But my guy lateraled the ball in midair, and he intercepted it and took it to the house to beat me. And I lost because of a glitch in the game. And that was the second loss that I had all of last year. I lost twice all of last year, and I'm very upset about it. That was tragic. (coughs) That was a tragedy of epic proportions. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Um, Titans had a bye? Yeah, we had a bye. Did you win? Much deserved bye (laughs) after we barely scraped by the Browns last week. Uh, It was okay. We had to get some injuries, like, uh, worked on. Uh, really just a regrouping week, but we have Baltimore, Baltimore next week, uh, and it's a really hard last second half of our schedule, and so we're really going to need to tighten up and be ready to go for this. We have Baltimore, the Steelers. We'll play the Colts again, the Texans again, the Jags, uh, and, and the Cardinals and the Rams as well in those games. So uh, it's going to be a, a long second half of the season for us. The Pats? Oh, yeah. Uh, Who are your teams? We didn't ask oh, that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, co- collegiate, obviously, everything. Uh, Carolina, secondary teams, App State, because that's where I'm from, and Michigan, because that's where my brothers were born. Ew. Sorry. Um, foot, um, and big four sports, it's just everything Boston, um, Red Sox, Patriots. Double Celtics, ew. Sometimes the Bruins. Gross. <laughs> ew Look. upon ew upon ew. <laughs> Sorry. So, how the Pats do? <laughs> um, they won today against the Los Angeles Chargers. They're LAC on the scoreboard. I still think that's the Clippers every time. Every single time. Every time. But they won 21-13. Now, you would think that would be three touchdowns, but would you hear a touchdown, four field goals, and a safety? It was a very ugly game. The Chargers had a Hail Mary at the very end. Um, our defense did not play as well as giving up 13 points would seem. Um, but, you know, we got the win. We're going into the bye at 6-2. and two, And considering how we've played, I, I'm pretty happy with that. The Chargers dropped a lot of balls at the end of that game. They did. It was, it was, a, it was a wet game. Um, no deflate gate this time. So everyone was dropping everything. Do you have an update on Chris Hogan? Um, I look, he's going to have an MRI. Um, initial, um, initially, the Pats are optimistic. Um, but I am not. That injury looked pretty bad. The Chargers defender's helmet went right into his right arm, mm. and you could see the swelling as he was going to the sideline. So he'll have an MRI, and um, he'll de- that'll determine whether he'll be able to come back. But we are getting Malcolm Mitchell off the IR um, after the bye, so um, we'll just switch one for one, I guess. And also, as is tradition, um, Philip Rivers got the ball with no timeouts left with a touchdown, needing a touchdown. I l- 
I literally said, man, this is, this is exactly what, how Colby predicted. <laughs> Every week without fail. Uh, Browns played early this morning. Yeah. I woke up and it was like halftime. Uh, we lost. It, wow. The second half got bad. We're going for the perfect season. If we get the perfect season, I will be in attendance at the parade. Will you storm Franklin? Well, I'll be in Cleveland. I'll storm Navajo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Paper bag and all, right? Yes. We're getting ever closer to that. Mm-hmm. I, have we been eliminated from the playoffs yet? I don't think so. I feel so. like I would have seen a tweet about it if you had been. Because no. we're nearing the point of me having to wear a paper bag at a rehearsal. You acted like I didn't already know this when I made the bet. <laughs> L check. L check. <laughs> Bag two, three, four, shoulders. Two, three, four. All right. Yes. Uh, Panthers. Las Panteras. 117 to three. Yeah. Um, Cam didn't look amazing, but he did not look horrible either. He looks standardly mediocre. A lot of great play calling, a lot of terrible play calling. I'm ready for Mike Schuler to be fired. I was ready for Mike Schuler to be fired after we went to the Super Bowl. He needs to leave as soon as possible. It just still concerns me that Cam Newton is our leading rusher right now. When I'm looking at the box score, he had 44 yards rushing. Jonathan Stewart had 34. So it's like that needs to change if we're ever going to win consistently. Yeah. One thing that shocked me about the Panthers is that Christian McCaffrey has already set your team record for receptions by a running back in a season. You with you know with that with that fact, it'd be crazy to throw it to anybody else other than Christian McCaffrey. Right? Wouldn't you make that assumption? I know. So why it, would we throw it to Jonathan Stewart? It was just like <laughs> have y'all never had a have y'all never had a scat back before this season? Not really. Not really, no. No like not from my like going back, uh, D'Angelo Williams, um, Deshaun Foster, Stephen Davis, uh, Stephen Davis. I can't really think of, um, I can't really think of a scat back that we've had. We've all pretty much been power riders. Um, David just left. Oh, Lauren's here. <laughs> Hi, Lauren. <laughs> Guys, my girlfriend walked in. <laughs> No. Okay, wait. Did you say anything else important? Oh, I was just listing running backs that we fat. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I panicked. Um, but the defense played amazingly. Yes, they did. As, I think that's just a product of having Kurt Coleman and Luke Keekley back, I feel like. Um, two weeks in a row, the defense held the offense to three points. Um, just last week, they um, the defense put up uh, 14 points. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> Can we, I mean, this isn't specifically about the Panthers, but I just don't understand the hype around Jameis Winston. I, this keep, is, he, he, I feel like every week he looks really mediocre or less than me. And I feel like he never has any, like, really great game. I mean, I feel like it's different for me and you because he's in our division and we get to see him at least twice a year and we're paying attention to other games because they matter to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Jameis Winston fantasy owner. Send help. I'm in... Fantasy quarterback limbo right now. This is a six-point quarterback league, so quarterbacks matter. And I have Jameis and Phil Rivers. Oh, my God. Wow. I I just won. Jameis Winston does not make the mistakes that you can make to be successful in the league. 
And I don't think the front office is competent enough to put together a team around him that can win. I mean, offensively, they, they have some guys on there. They have Deshaun Jackson. They have Mike Evans. They have Doug Martin, who's not a scrub. Quinn <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> and, and they drafted O.J. Howard, who had like 98 yards and two touchdowns last week. Skill position-wise, but they also got oh, we got a lot of pressure to him. And I feel like that's a well, part with him. Part of the reason is because Julius Peppers is ageless. <laughs> A cyborg. He's an actual cyborg. Oh, another person, Cameron Artis Payne. Oh yeah, welcome back. Yeah, welcome <laughs> back. He had like a first down. He had a run that we ran the ball on first down up the middle, and it worked in the red zone. I've never seen that happen this season. Yeah. But yeah, um, overall, I guess I'm pleased. Um, Christian McCaffrey did well receiving five receptions for 49 yards. We're five and three halfway through the season. I predicted 10 and six. So, I mean, I guess we're on pace. Yeah, we are. Wow. That was a good prediction by you. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it was, but it's looking like a good one. All right. Week nine. Titans. We have Baltimore. We're starting the birds. How do you think you'll do? They've kind of been struggling. I mean, if anything's going to give our defense – a nice little pick-me-up. It's playing Joe Flacco. So, uh, he's elite. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll get at least two interceptions <laughs> next week. So there, I might pick them up off the waiver wire because you know there's going to be turnovers when you're playing the Ravens. So hopefully, I mean, Corey Davis, hopefully he's going to come back. Uh, he's really been uh, one of the important things that we've been waiting on, I guess. we. I mean, we got him with the fifth pick in the draft, and he hasn't played a lot this season. He's just had nagging hamstring injuries that have kept him out. But once he gets back into the core, I think it's going to make us a lot more balanced again uh, with Rashard Matthews, Delaney Walker, him at this, uh, as our deep ball threat. I mean, Eric Decker as well. I mean, we're doing fine with Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray. Uh, I think we're going to be good. Well, is Joe Flacco cleared for – that could also be a thing because it could be Ryan Mallett. Because right. he got he, destroyed. He looked like me. <laughs> <laughs> so it, we could be playing Ryan Mallett, which could possibly help us even better because it's still the Ravens. Kiko Alonso tried to end this man's life. He did. Oh, my God. Uh, Michael. Pats. Oh, they're, they're, they have a bye. Do you think they'll win? <laughs> well, you win the bye. I feel like the Patriots always win the bye. Uh, it, the bye's looking pretty strong this year. I don't know. Plus, we're pretty banged up. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do the Browns have? The Lions at Detroit. I'll give us the loss. <laughs> That's a safe bet, dude. <laughs> Trending towards the perfect season. We have the Falcons in Carolina. It's at home, so you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't <laughs> That's think about the that. season is going, TBH. Um, I mean, the Falcons don't look up to par. We should win, but they'll have their breakout game against us. I'll, yeah. give, I'll give you all the dub there. If I were, if I were a betting man, I'd put money on y'all. I'd I like wouldn't. to. I'd like to think that we would get the dub, but the way that this offense has gone, like I don't know if we're going to be able to put up enough points to keep up. I mean, our defense might have to score multiple times to give us the win in that game. Hey, but we can we can finally get turnovers again. So yeah, yeah. Um. So since we've been away, the NBA season has started. Hallelujah. <laughs> good basketball. I love good basketball. Um, interesting storyline so far. The Cavs look weird. They're three and three. Yeah, and they're currently losing. Yes, we are currently losing. <laughs> Your face you just gave me. 
Warriors already have two losses as well. Yeah, I I'd say that the Warriors is more alarming than the Cavs because the Cavs like Of course you would say that. Well, but you know that LeBron doesn't care about the regular season. But you still got to get a decent seed. You can beat you can beat the Nets without caring. Like, come on. Yeah, you should be able to skate by the Nets, my guy. Also, this is a significantly different team than last year, so like they do need time to gel. I can see that. Fair. Especially with the past week and a half, or maybe, yeah, week and a half, your two point guards being out with injury. LeBron started at point guard twice he, this I week. Mean, he did great. He's I'm, great, but that's not sustainable. No. Um, I feel like the something that nobody's really been talking about is the Grizzlies. They're five and one right now. They are five and one. Beat I didn't Warriors. know that. And they, yeah, they beat the Warriors. I mean, anyone could beat the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> our no. only win this season is against the Grizzlies. So I mean, no, because they beat. I mean, they beat the Seventy Sixers, who are you know they're not great, but they're not the Seventy Sixers we like of your. Their training staff <laughs> is back to their old ways. Of yesteryear, Markel Fultz is already injured. Yeah, I mean, they you're beat- not trusting hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Trust the process. Sell your soul to Sam Hinkie. <laughs> they beat the Rock. Or no, they sorry. should trade Markel Fultz for a second rounder. <laughs> so they lost to the Rockets, um, but they beat they beat down the Pelicans like one hundred and forty two to one hundred and one. Goodness. Um, they beat yeah beat the Pelicans again. Beat the Warriors. They ended up beating the Rockets in their second matchup. So I don't know. They look good. Dallas is one and six, and I'm really not that surprised. But we had a really impressive win over the Grizzlies that I was excited about. But, oh, sorry, it was the Mavericks. That uh, we've beat lost them. to the Hawks, the Kings, the Rockets. Uh, the Warriors beat us pretty handedly, uh, and we just lost a really close game yesterday to the Seventy Sixers. I mean, like De- Dennis Smith is playing very outstanding for us, and I'm that was I'm the, so excited to have him. The Knicks are going to forever regret yeah. not drafting like Dennis Smith on, Jr. I'm, I'm dead serious that we got the steal of the draft in terms of position, uh, getting him all the way up at nine. Uh, I mean, he's been putting up double-digit scores every single night. He, I mean, he's attacking the basket, and he just he's bringing the youth back to the team, something that Dallas has always been an old team, and I think as long as Dirk's on the team, we're always going to be a quote-unquote old team. Uh, but defense is just a problem for us. I mean, I love Dirk to death. Dirk doesn't play defense really much anymore. Never really had. Uh, Wesley Matthews is struggling to shoot. Um, and our second team offense is just really weak compared to most teams. Gang sign John Wall is slowly creeping up my list of players, my list of favorite players. He is now, I think, um, number two behind LeBron is my on my list of favorite players. I love gang sign John Wall. Oh, how about all this stuff with Lonzo Ball? I was going to say debut. Uh, he started against the uh, was it Clippers. Patrick, Be- Patrick, Beverly. Patrick, Patrick Beverly. Beverly. So a bulldog gave him the business. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have a triple single. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to the NBA, Lonzo. Here's a, a real life pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, Lonzo's had one great game. He had like 29, uh, like 12 rebounds, and he was like one assist shy of. Uh, a triple double, something like that. He was against the Suns, well. though. So he, he played well against John Wall, in my opinion. They still won the game. He played 
Well, the thing is, I watched that whole game. Lonzo wasn't really guarding John Wall on the ball a lot. And John Wall wasn't guarding Lonzo. So it's like, it was kind of misleading. He, he Lonzo did strip John Wall twice. And the Lakers and did end up winning. But I think that was more of a product of Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson and Brandon Ingram. And though, I don't think Lonzo did enough. I feel like Lonzo's been kind of mediocre for the hype, except for that one about, game. He's a rookie. He looks yeah, like no, a no, rookie. No, no, I'm not saying it's yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that he looked... I did, the only reason I hate that they won that game is because LeVar Ball was like, oh, he ain't going to lose twice in one week. And it's like... I don't even dislike... I'm just bored by him. It's just like... It's boredom? It, he just infuriates me. And I'm sure he's actually, a, like, a decent person. But just... just I'm bored by me. Lonzo. I You're hate LeVar. Because Lonzo doesn't talk. Well, it's not even that. I mean, like, Lonzo is a great player. Like, he obviously... He's like Jason Kidd 2.0, like, with his passing and... Just the fact that he's taller than every other point guard, I feel like. Except for apparently Ben Simmons, who's a 5'10", 5'11", point guard. Or it's 5'10", 5'11", 6'10", 6'11". <laughs> <laughs> We're playing Yikes. in the 50s and 40s back here. I'm a center, dadgummit. I'm 5'10". <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, the Lakers are still going to not make the playoffs. Sorry, it, Turner. Well, you know, Lonzo's going to look a lot be- better next year when he's playing next to LeBron James. Oh, yeah, he will. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, LeBron. Where are we going next? I I think (laughs) there is... Don't even get me into that conversation. I think there is a very clear, except maybe for Aaron, there is a very clear MVP candidate. Like, like there's a front run in the MVP race right now. Aaron, who do you think it is? Kimba Walker. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Say it, Aaron. Say the name. He's choking over it. He can't even say it. Can you even pronounce his name? Can you spell it? I think it starts with an L. I knew that. I knew that's what you were going to say. And ends with Anzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> twist. We have a twist. Oh, y'all, the y'all old never made varsity answer. switcheroo. <laughs> my real MVP, LeBron James. Can we get the rights to the Twilight Zone sound and put it on the soundboard? <laughs> that's all we can do. <laughs> all right. Who else? Um, yeah, no. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right? That's yes. The Greek freak. Antetokounmpo. Um, he's, putting up like, he's putting up like 35 every night. Yeah. And is ridiculous. He can take one dribble from half court and <laughs> dunk it. Every game he's making us regret more and more that we didn't take him with the 13th pick. Instead, taking Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk. Before trading My him man. to Boston. Before uh, the Billy Goat getting, himself. Uh, oh, I, his name's blanking me now because he's completely... Uh, Shane... Uh, Oh crap! See, I don't you have remember. to look it up. He went Miami. Shane Larkin. Shane Larkin. Who? Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yep. He's still in the league. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe so. We got him instead of Giannis, and mm-hmm. let's see what could have been. The Magic are four and one. Aaron Gordon dropped forty-one. Yes, he did. Did we beat the Magic today? Did the Hornets beat the Magic? Yes. <laughs> I think it just ended. Buzz City. If I can give a shout out to the Celtics, um, I started following the Celtics closely like maybe two years ago. I had been sort of interested in them, but I only started sort of closely following them two years ago. They've been solid uh, this year without really blowing anyone away. Um, they lost their first two um, to the Cavs and the Bucks, two good teams. Um, they've won the last four games against the Sixers, Knicks, Bucks, and Heat by. 10, 21, 7, and 6. So, I mean, that's just 
that's just probably what you're going to see out of the Celtics without Hayward at this point. Um, Kyrie, as usual, is a magician. But I think you're going to be seeing a lot of close games from the Celtics. They're playing the Spurs next, so uh, that could be interesting. Kyrie's just inefficient, I feel like. Most of the time, he's inefficient, I feel like. He's really loving being that first option. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't even brought up Eric Bledsoe. Oof. Oof. I don't want to Do be we here. have time? <laughs> oh, we always have time. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe in his hair salon actually confirmed that he was in the hair salon <laughs> when he sent that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a masterful from masterful playing from probably LeBron to get him out of get him out of Phoenix. Eric Bledsoe's then, agent is Rich Paul. The UK the UK boys, man. <laughs> No, but I mean, he tweeted, so Eric Bledsoe tweeted out, I don't want to be here, and everyone blew up, including the GM for the Suns, who was like, yeah, no, he gone. <laughs> so now they're trying to shop Eric Bledsoe, um, even though I feel like they're kind of doing him dirty. Like, I understand that that's an issue, but the fact that, that's just bad GMing. Like, you're basically, they're basically driving down his value, like, all by themselves. <laughs> like, nobody's going to want him. Like, no one's going to trade him for anything substantial. I heard that a potential trade was, um, like, Malcolm Brogdon and somebody else from the Bucks. I wouldn't take it, though. Hmm. You wouldn't trade Malcolm Brogdon for Eric Bledsoe? I think Brogdon has more long-term value. He's Isn't he, That's... like, 30 already? <laughs> <laughs> he looks it. He looks it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, him and JT Barrett were in college for, like, 40 years each. <laughs> <laughs> Perry Ellis and Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon were. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon and Perry Ellis. Um, one last thing I wanted to mention. I think Ben Simmons wins rookie of the year. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe Joel Embiid. <laughs> Jason Tatum. Since this is Joel Embiid's like fourth year as a rookie. Jason Tatum. I don't think about it. I don't, or I don't think about it. I don't think so. I still think it's Dennis Smith at this moment. That, would, that could work too. But I think Ben Simmons is clearly the front runner right now. Anyway, moving on from the NBA. Colby's movie corner. Colby's movie corner. You want me to set a timer for you, buddy? Unsubscribe. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, How much time do you want? Ninety seconds. I'll probably finish. Ninety seconds. Oh, there we go. I'll give you two minutes. Okay. Oh, it started. Okay. Um, today I'm talking about <laughs> I the probably last. Told you that. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. Uh, today I'm talking about the last five years. Um, last five years is a musical. Um, it was on Broadway. Um, but it now is a screen film. It went on Broadway in the early 2000s, but the movie came out in 2014. Um, it's a musical comedy drama, according to Wikipedia. Um, I don't buy that. That was the saddest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the musical is about a romance um, between the leads, played by Jeremy Jordan and Anna Kendrick. It's a very interesting structure where Anna Kendrick's timeline goes backwards in the movie, and Jeremy Jordan's goes forward, and they meet in the middle for a duet um, in like the middle of the relationship. Really interesting, um, really interesting structure to the movie. Um, I will say that the songs in the movie are better than the actual movie. Um, it's really quick. It, like, I looked up and they were at their duet in the middle of the movie. Um, it's only 94 minutes long. Um, so I blinked and it was there. Um, it's sung through. Um, very little dialogue, much like Les Mis, if y'all know that. Um, I think that it was shot beautifully. Um, very purposeful camera work. Um, the editing made sense. Um, like, you were able to follow it, even though... Isn't that such a low standard, though? Well, <laughs> After watching Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it, and it made sense. I, 
I will say that knowing that the two timelines thing, I heard that helps knowing that going into the movie. Um, either way, I thought it was good. Um, the song um, A Miracle Would Happen, I think is my favorite one, um, is when Jeremy Jordan is trying his best not to cheat on his wife. <laughs> um, is that with, Anna Kendrick? Yes. Um, also, the um, the duet, um, the next 10 minutes when um, they're getting engaged to each other is beautiful. Um that two minutes? Good lord, that, that went by really fast. Um, you want an extra thirty seconds? Seven? No, uh, seven out of ten. Oh, seven out of ten. Okay. Mm, Six point nine out of ten. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you giving me that look? <laughs> you want to come on this mic? Oh, no, <laughs> Six point nine out of ten. Have y'all seen Stranger Things yet? No. I Two episodes. Four episodes in. One episode in. I finished it. <laughs> I've seen them all. It's, when you're concussed, you must have a lot of time on your hands. I have a lot of time on my hands. You're um, welcome. <laughs> I um, I think the, uh, the comparison a lot of people are going to make is that season one was Alien and season two was Aliens. Um, mm, okay. I, li- six, I like it. Six kind of with the 80s vibe. Um, I thought that season two was better than season one. It had a lot more of an action vibe. Um, the ending of the first episode made me feel so wholesome. I know. That, that, that made me, that made me I'm, uh, like, warm and fuzzy inside. Like, I'm kind of like, I'm used to shows ending episodes with something bad <laughs> happening. So when, just to see something good happen at the end of an episode, like when I saw the credits roll, I was like, oh, okay, I expected yeah. something to like explode. <laughs> So yeah, um, oh, how can I talk about this without spoiling anything? Wait, can, can I go back to your analogy about Alien and Aliens? Mm-hmm. Keep you... in mind, I've never seen either of those movies. What? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What? Hold on. But I know the premises. <laughs> the premises. You know what? Ne- never mind. I was, I was gonna. <laughs> David, do you think uh, Alien? Yes, do you think Aliens is better than Alien? I feel like. E- they're both different. It's like different genres. Like yeah. one is horror and the other one is but action. Th- that's what I meant by yeah. when I say alien and aliens. Personally, I did like alien better than aliens only because I saw it a little bit earlier in my life. So it was like it truly scared like the living hell out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've know? never seen either of those movies and I don't know what either of them is about other than I presume aliens. Yes, actually. I would I would put the original Alien just above Aliens, but they're both fantastic. <laughs> so anyway. does the original have one Alien, and then Aliens have many? Wow, that, that, that's insightful. Wow, analysis. <laughs> <laughs> you just got the whole movie there. You're welcome. I just saved you a couple hours. Also, Sigourney Weaver is the wifey. In the yeah, movie. but um, she that's, was it's, in it's Finding the movie, Dory. right? Where the alien like. Bust through the, the yeah, good it's stomach. The, it's yeah, the, it's that's got the, the chest burster. That's the original Here, alien. Here's what I'll say about Stranger Things that I can't say. The characters that they put together at the beginning of the season, like I saw in some of the trailers, I was like, that's an odd pairing. But then by the end of the season, I'm like, oh my God, these two are the best. I need to, I need a sitcom with these two characters together. <laughs> so is um, it, Hopper is my favorite, my favorite the whole series, I feel like. Hopper's pretty great. I haven't watched the rest of season two, but from season one, Hopper's my favorite. I will say watching Stranger Things just makes me want to be a kid again. Just because you're seeing, you're just seeing like these kids just like messing around in their neighborhoods, riding their bikes everywhere, trick or treating together. I just appreciate all like the '80s Easter eggs that are in it. Like, you guys want to play D and D? 
Yeah, the can Terminator. A, can we get a D and D podcast D&D. going? Aaron uh, can be the uh, moderator. The, the, be a dungeon master. The KFC and the, his finger looking good <laughs> at the dinner table. Yo. That was really funny. There's, that was funny. The Reagan, Reagan Bush. The Reagan Bush sign. Yeah. Uh, of course, the arcade. Like I've played Dig Dug. Yeah, Dig Dug and all those games. Uh, what was the uh, other one? This isn't. I'm not gonna. I don't think this is a spoiler. At one point, they call um, Max Mad Max um, yeah. Road yeah. Warrior. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> point of the season. Yo, Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's pretty great. I made um, that connect. I mean, yeah, because obviously the first episode was called Mad Max. Yeah, and it's like I didn't like. I was like, oh, that's an obvious like reference to. You know, Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mad Max, and not like the not Fury Road, but like you know the older ones. The, yeah, Thunderdome. Mel Gibson ones. Yeah. Thunderdome. Um. But yeah, I I loved it. Good. I really did. Um, on to our Twitter questions. Yes. Um, the first one comes from at Michael Code nineteen ninety five. Who is that? Who is that? I what? don't know. Sounds like a scrub. Is this Podception? <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> he asks. Um, Maybe we should ask. Like, well, he has two. Oh, yeah. But so this one is most scared um, you've ever been by a book, movie, or TV show. Um, I have mine. I can start. I, I guess. can start with an obscure one. All right, uh, the Halloween episode of Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> That's your episode. <laughs> it terrified me as a child. I was so scared every single time. Um, the one with the talking pizza. <laughs> Stop. Oh, I know it's the one you're talking about in like the daylight or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hated that episode. I hated the most. Skip me. I got to think about it. I have to. Th- I- I usually don't watch horror films, so I don't put myself in a position to be scary. But I did watch the fr- like when I was in middle school. I watched Friday the Thirteenth, and that was probably the scariest thing I've ever watched. Um, this one, this one probably means I'm an old soul and a movie geek all in one. But um, um, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Um, I caught it just at the beginning of the film on the TCM channel, which is good for old movies if you're ever flicking around. Um, but I caught it from the very beginning, so I'm watching it in like the middle of the night, and there's a scene in the end where the main character goes into an attic, and there are birds there, and I was very shooketh. It was probably the only time in a horror movie where I've actually been yelling at the TV, just like, don't go in there. Oh, I do that with Stranger Things all the time. <laughs> at this point, Carla and I, uh, Carla and my SO, we have... Like synchronized our yelling at the TV. <laughs> We're like something will happen. We'll both go. Oh no! <laughs> um, like Mav, I also don't really watch scary movies, just because that's not me my either. Thing. As you could gather from my um, Timmy, mine's not like scared in the traditional sense of like jump scare or horror movie scare, but. The movie Click always really got to me because it was Click? like what? Because it's well, first of all, it's marketed as a comedy, and it is like a tragic movie. It's Adam Sandler, so sad. Movie. but like Sandler it's movie. it's one of those movies where like I just start thinking about like everything in my life that's ever gone wrong. This is like an existential <laughs> horror movie. For yes, me. exactly. I whenever I see that movie, I have a mini existential crisis, and I cannot believe you really just said Click on this body. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm also scared. Like that, my parents are gonna get old. Oh, I think and, I think that scares everyone. Well, but like the movie points that out because it like I don't know. That's the type of movie where you just want to hug your parents and tell them that you love them after watching True, it. True, though. 
And it's like, that's a movie where, like, I'm scared of real life because of it. That's also a movie where they slowed down, where he slowed down a jogger while she was jogging. (laughs) Just to watch. (laughs) 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 Just for reference. I won't say what. Uh, let's so, slow things down a bit and let's like, keep that joke to myself. Uh, <laughs> wait, David, did you say yours? No, I haven't yet. Uh, so I watched Alien vs. Predator way too early in my life. Oh my god. I watched it. My uncle and my dad were watching it, and they had a home theater back then in the old house. And what had happened was I walked downstairs and I wanted to hang out with them, and they were like, You can't watch this movie. I was like, Yes, I can. And they were like, all right, you're lost. <laughs> so I sat down there and watched it, and I proceeded to poop my pants. <laughs> Especially when the whole chest-bursting thing happened. Sounds not messy. Ready. Literally? Literally. Not really, but <laughs> when I saw like, it just grossed me out. This is how much of a baby I am. I could not watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone until I was, like, 13. <laughs> Trolls <laughs> in the dungeon. In the dungeon. <laughs> Thought you all know. <laughs> Okay, I now, now I, I'm just, the memories are coming back to me now. Uh, it was like a thing where you watch it too early. I think uh, episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Really, I was scared to death of Darth Vader in that movie, and so for many years I would not watch episode five because I was so scared of like just the menacing presence of Darth Vader in that movie. I think that's kind of helped my molding of Star Wars as my fandom as a young kid watching that. I will say a close second for me is the moment in Stranger Things season one, since we were just talking about it. I can't remember the episode, but it's um, where um, Joyce is asking Will what to do, and he lights up the the letters that say "Are you in?" and then the Demogorgon just comes out of the wall. That made me. That for me is like a top ten <laughs> moment in television. Yeah, that I got. I got. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. That was such a great scare. Like every time I see clips of it, I'm like, <sighs> yeah. That, like, you should have seen my face because I was a mix of, like, horrified and also just, like, excited at this great moment of drama. I've got a close second now that I think of it, but it's also from a movie that I love. Uh, Mom, if you're listening to this, I'm warning you now. Pause and fast forward about 30 seconds. Uh, The Truman Show, just because... Just because Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. <laughs> just because, of like, the horror genre. What, well, I, I love the movie The Truman Show, but also sometimes I think, what if I'm in the Aaron show? Oh, my God. <laughs> it would get canceled immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that one. I could just see Aaron just beating against the walls. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, so this question comes from at Turn Melicott, um, Stranger Turners. Um, which of your favorite athletes would you most want to back, back you up in a fight? We can do this one real fast. Yeah. I have my uh, Steve Smith. Ooh. Did you see him and Michael Irvin? <laughs> yes, I did. He was completely serious. Oh, too. yeah. Michael Irvin was making fun of his pants on um, NFL Network. <laughs> and Steve Smith, um, he didn't think it was very funny. I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it with the straightest face, too, that he was going to come and beat his Bohunkus. <laughs> Bohunkus. I would like to have. Uh, Let's see. Can I actually can I pick a boxer? I feel like that'd be cheating. Sure. So wait, it's favorite athlete or which of your favorite which, athletes? Oh, okay, never mind that. I, you know, I would I would pick <coughs> specifically gang sign John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I know, like he's about that life. <laughs> I mean, in terms of my teams, 
just knowing like in the terms of protecting me and backing me up, I would say Taylor Lewan, offensive lineman <laughs> for the Titans. Uh, when we played the Seahawks uh, several weeks ago, Richard Sherman had that really nasty hit on Marcus Mariota, and Taylor Lewan got in Richard Sherman's grill and bent him over backwards, like talking crap to him and like getting in his face. So like he's very much. He seems like he's a player. He back up someone that he considers his friend and he's loyal to. So. And he's a lineman. He's a big dude. He could probably mess somebody up. I would say uh, either healthy Julian Edelman or UNC Sheed. <laughs> UNC Sheed would throw hands real quick. <laughs> yeah. I think Sheed now would throw hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, young Sheed, he, he would throw hands for longer. <laughs> Mine is Kendrick Perkins. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> He would eat you before he does anything else. <laughs> the go-to ringer. He was the Cavs enforcer a couple of years ago, and I wish we still had him. He was That's so fond when he just went in and would foul someone hard. Perky's great. Uh, weekly trivia recap. Oh, wait, one more thing. So, uh, sorry, I didn't write this in the rundown, but a couple weeks ago we had a question about what our Halloween costumes were going to be, and I didn't know at that point. But it has now been decided that Lauren – say hi, Lauren – <laughs> uh, is going to be a vampire, and I'm going to be a priest. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, wow. Interesting. Solid, wow. Solid couples costume. Yeah. Again, I'm going to be tired for Halloween. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're going to be an RA. Um, How are we doing trivia this week? Because I actually was not there. We lost, I think. Yeah, we, we won s- one round. We did win one round. Wait, like one one round? Yeah, oh, we won. It was a, it was the puzzle round, like the paper. It what what was that? Uh, it, it was the most popular costumes by year, like hmm. according to like descriptions from the series or movie that it was from. We won that round, but it, we still struggled everywhere else. <laughs> we needed some. There was a lot of mathematical stuff that we were missing out on. Sorry, uh, and we needed that. There was what was it? What was the uh, mean? It was the type of mean. The, the harmonic mean. Uh, we needed... Do you know what a harmonic mean is? I'm concussed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Sorry. <laughs> For reference, a harmonic mean is one over each one. value plus... Like one over... Say you have like, one, two, three, four. It would be one over one plus one over two plus one over three. Plus that's one what over I would four. have written down. Because that's a harmonic series. Oh, dang it. So you would have got it. That would have made sense. Yeah. Anyways, our trivia question for this week. Since 1983, only one NBA team has never shot thirty under 30% from the floor in a single game. Who is that franchise? If you know the answer or you just want to take a wild guess because there are only 30, 32, 30, 30, 30. 30 however many teams are in the NBA, 30, possible answers so if you want to take a wild guess or you know the answer tweet it at us at never made pod if you are the first person to get the correct answer we will shut you out on this podcast and you'll get a firm handshake from math anything else this week uh my observation went well my teaching observation hey, congrats. Hey. thank you mr fuchs roasted me twice during the <laughs> basketball exhibition game on friday oh no for what once he was calling out a song, and I was mid-bite of my Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> nice. And he 
saw me like give him a questioning look and then he said it again and then started imitating my chewing. <laughs> <laughs> and then another time near the end of the game, we got on the big screen and I dabbed and he saw it and then he looked at me and dabbed. Oh, no. <laughs> How could I miss that? Someone did tell me that he dabbed. Lord. Um, I have a checkup tomorrow. <laughs> Doctors. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still stuck on Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey. <laughs> icons. Icons of the horror genre. I'm still shook. I said they're not horror. <laughs> Existential horror, man. Existential horror is the biggest horror. I don't know. It's the what best horror. <laughs> I have the best horror. Mike, would you like to shout out your social media one last time? My, oh, yes. Um, follow me on Twitter at MichaelCo1995. I tweet about sports and... I speak in a lot of clo- uh, in a lot of uh, quote tweets. Um, I say you, all, you exclusively speak in lyrics. Um, this <laughs> podcast had to specifically tell me to stop quoting them. Uh, that gives you any indication. <laughs> um, also, you can catch him and Paul on Sports Extra. Um, That's Mondays right. At five Mondays at five. Live. Mondays at five. I will be analyzing uh, basketball this week. Cool. Um, so, going once, going twice. So if you want to find us, you can find us at nevermadevarsity.podian.co. Leave us a rating on iTunes. This week, iTunes rating, I don't have pulled up because I'm unprepared. I thought the description was one star, but it was five stars. Give me a second, and I can pull it up. Because there is a specific one that I want to read. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you, Jake, for your theme music. Vampy. Okay, here we go. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, where is it? Oh, my God, you lied. Ratings and reviews. Okay, here we go. The description, one star by one star with two exclamations. One star. And they gave us five stars. (laughs) (laughs) So whoever you are, I think we know who you are. Thank you. We all know exactly who you are. (laughs) Um, Leave us that sweet five-star ring on iTunes, and we will see you next week. I'll miss you. Bye-bye.